You're listening to the Country Chat Podcast with your host, Dom. Subscribe, give a five-star rating, and follow us on Twitter at country underscore chat. And stay up to date. Hi there. You're listening to the Country Chat Podcast with me, Dom. Today, I'm going over to California, and I'm speaking to a fantastic artist by the name of Dave Herrera. Hi, Dave. Hey, Dom. How's it going? It's going fantastic. How are you doing? Not bad. Just uh, chilling here in Northern California. Um, it's a bit sunny out right now. Um, I know you and I were just talking. You said it's, it's sleet over where you're at and it's a bit cold. So we're kind of, we're pretty on the opposites, it sounds like right now. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it looks quite sunny there because it's, you, we mentioned at the start, it, it's 10 a.m. there and it's 6 p.m. here now. That's so, so you're getting your drink on, you're settling down, and I'm just getting ready for the day. <laughs> I've, I've literally just finished work, and I've come home, sent you the link, and here we are talking on Zoom. How cool is that? It's, that's, I've, that's, never been to, I've never been to uh, London or England, but I'd love to get a chance for that opportunity to check it out. People that I know that have been over there just love it. They say, yeah. you've got to go. It's amazing. Great culture and great beer. So. The great thing with here is the country music scene is growing exponentially. It's fantastic to see. And it'd be great to have you over here doing a little tour. We do something called the Country to Country Festival. And it's a big thing on the O2 and they do smaller stages as well. And yeah, it'd be great to see you there. Yeah, count me in, man. I just, uh, we'll have to figure out how, how I can get over there, uh, who I talk to, etc. And then we'll get it dialed in. Maybe I'll reach out and see if I can send them a quick package and that's, see if there's some sort of room next year. That's what it's about. That's that's exactly what it's about, though. It's it's trying to get your name into every kind of pie. You know, getting your fingers in each pie. Yeah, that's all. That's that's all that matters. You know, that's what I'm. That's what we're trying to do here is just put our fingers in the different pies and just get out there and get in front of people. So if if uh, UK or London or something like that has an opportunity, I'm going to look into it. Yeah. Now you've got one single out already called Hollywood Sign. Yeah, we have one single out. We're working on the second one. We just we're putting together promotional materials on visiting Nashville, which is the second single. Um, we're going to drop that one January 29, twenty twenty one. So that's just right around the corner. We're going to start marketing on that one next week. So we have some teaser videos going out, some teaser audio clips going out, and we're also taking some of that material and tying tying it in with Hollywood Sign. Yeah. So we don't lose traction on that one. So Hollywood Sign is out right now. Uh, we have the video on YouTube. We're working on the country radio stations here in the secondary markets in the U.S. right now with a, a couple teams here. Yeah. And that's been fun. So right now it's slowed down a bit because of the holidays, but they're hoping this week will pick up and then it will slow down next week and then they'll pick it up at the beginning of the year. But Hollywood Sign, we shot that video in, in Hollywood and Santa Monica had fun doing that. It's been a great learning curve putting that single out. Yeah. Um, we've been get, getting some good, good, good reactions. We're finding the demographic being between like 33 years old and 70 years old. It kind of has the uh, bell curve right at the top, <laughs> like 45 to 50 years old. <laughs> See, that's, that's a great thing though, is I'm 28. So you can actually lower that bell. You know, you can lower the lower side to it now. <laughs> cool. Right on. Yeah. There's some kids and stuff that'll listen to it that are family friends and like, People will email me on Facebook or whatever, and they're like, oh, my kid loves the song. And I'm like, you know, that means a lot just just for somebody to reach out. But uh, it's been a great learning curve, and we're going to continue releasing music as we go into the new year. So what was it that put you towards going into releasing music, you know, making music? You know, just I, you, music is fun to make. I'm, 
I, I see everything in your background there. You have all these cool pictures and portraits and the on-air thing. So I'm assuming maybe, maybe you dabble with music, whether it's DJing or creating it or whatever it might be, but creating music is just, it's fun because when you're, when you're done with it, it's something that you've done that's unique and people can listen to and they can like it or not like it. But I think it's the fulfillment of creating something uh, that is just different. Um, when you first put your vocal or something onto a microphone and record it, I still remember that first feeling. It's kind of an addiction. You're like, whoa, <laughs> sounds <Yeah>. pretty cool <laughs> just to hear yourself back. You know what I mean? So I yeah. think that's what kind of how I gravitated into it was just that curiosity of so, the sound of my hearing myself back or something. Let's go before then you actually started making music. What was you doing before that? Before music, well, it was high school when I started making music with some friends. Yeah. Uh, just made, made music until now. But when it came down to finally wanting to release the music, it was when we were creating it and letting some friends and family listen to it. And they're like, you know, this is cool, man you got to put some of this stuff out and you know how friends and family are. They like everything and anything. It's like, Oh, I love it. It's great. And your mom's like, yeah, I'm rooting for you. And you're like, okay, cool. You yeah. can play her anything and she loves it. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, are you sure? And then I let a couple other people listen to it. And they're like, you got to get it out there. I could hear that on the radio. And they always, it seems like everyone's like, I can hear that on the radio for anything. You could play them something that you know would never go on the radio. I can hear that on the radio. Yeah. I'm like, you guys are so nice. Thanks for the compliments. But uh, we, some friends and family said, no, no, get it out there. So I, I just try to figure out what the best methods are on releasing it because I'd never done anything like that. And I got together with Aristo and some other people and putting together some marketing campaigns and stuff. And we just said, hey, you know, what? we're going to do one single at a time and have, have fun doing it. And we're going to end up uh, releasing uh, probably 12 to 15 songs. Aristo, I was talking to Christy Watkins and she was saying she thinks we should do three singles and then go out with an EP. Yeah. So a five song EP next year. So we will probably end up doing something like that. Ooh. Have you, what have you got written in the pipeline then for a EP? Have you, have you already got the songs written oh. or? Yeah. Yeah. We have, we have, we have 15 songs basically completed, recorded. They're sitting with the, the mix engineer and he's, as we're moving along learning on this learning curve, we're, we're going back and I'm, cha I'm changing some stuff vocally, adding things to it and, and taking things away. So we've got, we've got the 12 or 13 sitting with him and he's, he's, he's making edits at a couple of them at a time. Yeah. So we're going back and forth doing that stuff right now. So it, they're basically completed, but um, they're not like completely uh, mixed and mastered. I mean, I've got your website up in front of me. And if people want to go to your website, it's DaveHerreraLive.com. And there's a little section for music. Now, there's obviously Hollywood Sign, which is out now. And then there's three other songs on there, three other singles that say yeah. coming soon. Yeah, we're releasing Visiting Nashville next. So that's not on there yet. Yep. But we've got Hat to the Back on there, which is a fun one. That's mm -hmm. a totally fun uh party line dancing type of song Ooh. um we've got i think shades is on that one yeah it's 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 about a girl and a guy uh hanging out and how the gal and i've met a lot of gals um whether it's at sh country shows or whether it's wherever and they always have these beautiful shades on and they're with the great looking gals or whatever um and it seems like they're always hiding their personalities behind their shades yeah you know what I mean? Have you have you yeah. run into that? 
always. I mean, whether it's whether it's girls or you know guys, you know whoever you talk to, you know, I always assume if you're wearing glasses. What have you got to hide? You know, is it bad? Is it good? You know, what's your story? What what's behind the what's behind the lenses? That's it, man. So I, I've I've noticed the same thing, and I said, look, when you pull those shades up, there's always a great story to tell. And you know what? These these girl, the stories about a girl, mm-hmm. girl, a girl. It, it, you, she she pulls her shades up and she just she's got a great personality and there's just a great story to tell behind those shades and so don't be afraid to open up that's yeah. the bottom line of the story you know what I mean open up have fun because you, you notice there'll be the girls sitting in the background and they're just kind of hanging <laughs> out their shades on with looking cute and they don't talk yeah they, they're a watcher. I, I tend I tend to do that whenever I go on holidays and stuff. I'll sit in a cafe and I'll just I'll just watch everybody walking by and thinking, hmm, I wonder what they're doing today. You nailed it. I do the same thing. And and then when somebody gets to know you, pull your shades up and start chatting with them. And that's what it's about. Like, you know what? Come out. Let loose. Have fun. Oh, I can't wait to hear this so. one then. I'm going to say the uh, shades, the... Uh, when you go to the website, you can see the actual like cover art as well. And there's a picture of a a woman kind of like leaning on a hand kind of pose, but these shades on her face, they're huge and they really do cover her face. But I've got to say there's some smart looking shades. They are. It's something you'd see like the Kardashians wear or something like that. Yeah. I couldn't pull that. Kind of. Yeah, they're trendy. They're trendy looking. It seems like that's kind of what's in style right now, maybe. <laughs> And the last single on there is My First 69. Correct. That's about my first car that I've had since high school. I still have it. And there's innuendos in there as if I'm talking to the car as if it's my girlfriend. Yeah. It's it's a rock and roll country up-tempo song. And I just, I got to be honest, man, I'm madly in love with my car. I love it. I can't let let her go. I mean, the the car on... I, is is that your car that's pictured on that single from? Correct, it is, and it did not look like that when I got it. When I <laughs> picked up that car, my mom bought it for fifteen hundred bucks in the middle of a field. Oh wow! And she said, and we had it towed home, and she said, when you can get this thing running and you get your license, you can drive. So I I worked all summer long to go to the dismantlers, to go wherever I could to get fender wells, <laughs> engines working, and brakes, whatever I could to get it working. My friends would come over and. We would work on cars and we didn't really know what we were doing. So it was kind of unsafe when I look back at it, but we ended up getting it running and it, it has broken down on me a lot too. So it, Things it, it was a great learning curve. That I pull there. up to school and I have different color fenders and I grease under my nails from working on it. <laughs> that there is exactly what it's about though. You know, it's about getting your hands mucky and learning about whether it's learning about cars, whether it's learning about music or whether it's learning about life jumping straight in, getting involved and learning about it. Totally, man. So I I don't know if you've had an old car like that, but you put the gas and you pull down the the license plate. Yeah. You you put the... uh, Like a chalk in. Yeah, yeah. You put that in the back of the gas tank and then you go to fill it up. And then when it starts to fill up, it'll spit gas out (laughs) out at you. (laughs) (laughs) So I'd go to school and I'd be like, I'd have like unleaded gasoline all over my hands and stuff man it was fun but you know what i wouldn't i wouldn't trade it for anything that's what it's about though like like that's what that song that's what that song's about man my 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 passion for the vehicle 
for the car. It's about it's it's about those experiences. I mean, there's I've, I work on my cars. All I I basically I try and avoid taking it to a garage as much as possible unless it needs it. We call it an M- MOT here. So for a car to be legally roadworthy, it's got to have an annual check by a garage. Okay. Now, in order to service a car, it's like changing the oil, changing the filters, changing the brakes, you know, all that kind of stuff. I'll do all that myself because if I can save a buck or two, you know, I will do. I'm with you. I do the same, man. <laughs> and I've got to say, doing all that has certainly opened my eyes up to what mechanics actually do as well. You've nailed it. So it's like, it's like on the weekends, we'll go out to a property that we have that that I worked my tail off to try to, to, to buy. Right. Yeah. But I'll go out there and I maintain the property. I'll sit out there with shovels, digging the weeds, <laughs> a water, whatever it takes to maintain the property. My buddies are like, dude, I don't got time to help you. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta go into town and do other things. Right. Yeah. Why do you do this, Dave? And I says, you know why it's because I, when I'm done doing this, first of all, I appreciate the work that I had just done. But secondly, I look at the world differently. I appreciate all the work all these other people are doing. When I drive by the Caltrans workers, Caltrans is a, a, a state-run uh, group that maintains the highways. They clean up the landscape and stuff like that. Yeah. I appreciate what they're doing. I'm like, I know how hard that is. It's so difficult when you work on a car. When you go in and see a mechanic and they're like, oh, I think I know what that problem is. You're like, you know, mind blowing. You, you are, yeah, it's mind-blowing. And then they go in and fix it and you appreciate what they're doing because you've tried to do it and you weren't successful. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, that's always great. You know, when they actually say, okay, then this is the problem. They fix it straight away until you've tried doing it yourself. And then you've caused so many more problems as well. On top of that, it's like, Oh my, wow. Totally. You got to change a belt or something like that. And then you've broken a pulley or you've disconnected a wire and you're like, Oh man, like, are you blown a fuse that you can't find? Whatever it might be. (laughs) And then they look at you and they're like, okay, I know you've done the do it yourself at home. (laughs) Next time, just call us. (laughs) You've been watching YouTube videos again. Yeah, but that's what's fun, man. I love watching the YouTube videos and learning. Exactly. (laughs) Bumping my head, right? (laughs) uh, It's like changing like fenders and changing bumpers and, you know, stuff like that. I love trying to do and, you know, working out exactly where all the clips are that you didn't know actually existed there. And it's like, oh, okay. And so that takes that off. That now takes that off. Oh, look, I'm from bumper off. It's brilliant. Yeah. And the, and the only way that you'll learn how to take it off is bust some clips in order. Oh, exactly. I didn't know there was a clip way up under there and you needed a special tool to take it off. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. That's what yeah, it's that's, about. Totally. I agree with you. That's what life's about. <laughs> so out of the... We'll we'll stick to these four singles on here for now. I want to go to visiting Nashville in a second. Which one's been your favorite to produce? You know, to make in all aspects. I, yeah, I would say. I think, I mean, there's you always have like a part of you, like there's a meaning in each of the songs. So mm-hmm. you, you appreciate and love each of the songs, but I would say uh, my first six, nine is, yeah. is probably, it was, it was a lot of fun to make. That was a lot of fun to make. Um, so the way that we structure that song, I mean, the verses are, are, are quite a bit different. It's, it's up tempo. It's rock and roll. Yeah. But that song was, it was, it's a lot of fun. And then hat to the back that, that one's a, a fun tune as well. That's a good rock and tune. 
going into like, you know, obviously within country music, there's so many different subgenres, as you could say. You know, you've got your country pop, country rock, you know, your line dancing, classic country. Which one's been your favourite one to try and go down that kind of avenue? You know, if, you, if that makes any sense. No, it's a good question. No, it is. Because I had this written uh, email interview that they sent me and I kind of wanted to stay away from the answer. But I said, hey, let me see how I can answer this to the best of my ability. Because the question was, um, what, how would you define the three if you broke, if you took Tennessee, Texas, and California, how would you classify each of those? Okay. Uh, in a country style, right? And I was like, oh man, everybody is going to look at this differently. And I don't really want to put my neck out on the line, but I, I basically classified um, California Moors like the, the jammy type of feel mm-hmm. um, of country. It's more of the jamming, just kind of like, roll off the cuff, come up, come up, grab your guitar, sit out with your buddies and, and just start flowing with some, some lyrics and come up with some tune, some tunes on the spot on, on the Texas. I, I thought it was more of the outlaw um, line dancing style of music, uh, real hard and gritty. Um, and then not, uh, the Tennessee style is the more of the poetic and real tight type of music. Yeah. Real real tight so so as far as my style goes <laughs> i Everything just it's a, it's, it's, a bit different. It's, a, it's a bit different man so i would say the style that you'll hear in my music moving forward is more of california meets nashville mm-hmm. it's yeah. more the poetic uh type meets the jammy yeah. type of rocking guitars and that's what you'll hear. And then we throw 808s and stuff on, on the lower end of the uh, live drums on a majority of the songs. Not all of them, but a majority to give it some of that low end sub uh, to vibrate the trunk <laughs> in your car or the, the line dancing club or maybe the, the wedding venues or whatever you might be playing it at. Just trying to think of the midpoint between California and Nashville. What would it be like back end of Nevada going into... Salt Lake. It's, no, it's going to be further. It's going to be. Yeah, yeah it's going to be more. It's going to be. Let's see. It's yeah, right up there in. Uh, sorry, just calling in. It, it's going to be right north of Texas. I'd say. Yeah, what's north of Texas? It's uh. Louisiana, it's going to be um... a lot of geography. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be it's going to be just a little bit north of ah, Texas. Uh, yeah, what it's, uh... it's going to be either Wyoming, Colorado. Wyoming. No, Wyoming's up north. It's going to be lower, right above Texas. Is uh, um... You've got Kansas, which is directly above Oklahoma. Yeah, it's going to say Missouri. It's going to be Oklahoma. Oklahoma. It's going to be roughly Oklahoma, Missouri, like Missouri. Right in there. Yeah. It's about midway point. That's the great thing about this um, podcast is <laughs> I'll probably spend like half the time researching things on my phone, looking at Google. Oh, that's apps. cool. <laughs> Look, I live here and I'm like, uh, it's just, I don't travel much, man. I never really have. I, it's just one of those things. And when I was young, it's just, I was always like tied into working on the vehicles and just doing stuff here and where's the, never where's, really. 
have the money or time to travel. You know what I mean? Where's the furthest you've ever traveled? Well, the furthest I've traveled, and this was only because it was for, uh, for our uh, honeymoon, it was Tahiti. Oh. Aww. So I know it sounds like really like, yeah, it was super expensive trip, but <laughs> that was the furthest I've traveled. It was about eight and a half hours on the plane. That's still some going. That's yeah, it fair. is still some going. I think, and I'm ner- I'm one of those. I get so nervous to fly. I'm one of those nervous nillies. Like, <laughs> you, you get a little bit of turbulence, and my palms start sweating. I'm like, oh god, life's gonna end. <laughs> Plane's going down. Where I live in the north of England, there's a airport called Leeds Bradford, and it's like on the top of a hill. And within this hill, there's like a valley, so that it's like a wind channel. And every time you come to land there, it's just constant turbulence. It's constant crosswinds, and there are, it's a really short runway as well. So it's very, um, it's an interesting landing, put it this way. Is, do you do you get nervous to fly or is it something you're okay with? I love it. I've, I've flown solo before. I used to be part of the Air Cadets. So it's like a oh. junior version of the Royal Air Force or like the Air Force for you guys. Very cool. So so when you're out there flying, turbulence is like it's like a challenge. You're like, oh cool. The very first time I road. <laughs> the very first time I went solo, I actually had crosswinds and normally you're not supposed to fly with crosswinds, especially at a young age. I mean I was sixteen, seventeen at the time. Okay. And I came to land and my my aircraft was literally parallel to the runway. I was I was coming down at a side and then that, right at the last minute you've got to kick the rudder just so it pulls you straight again. And oh my, I was bricking it. I love my it. hats off to you. That's crazy. I've seen YouTube videos where where the pilots are coming in and they're at an angle. That that's sketchy. So you're cool with flying it, obviously. I love it. I I genuinely do love it. I mean, I've flown I've flown to San Antonio quite a few times, and oh, it's such. I mean, that's about eight and a half nine hours from here in the UK. And yeah, it's such a it's such a lovely trip as well. Because you can just relax and just watch a couple of movies on the flight, or depends. Well, it depends if you're with like with British Airways, you've got at least a decent TV. With American, you don't. Well, some of the they just shove you in the back. All right, yes. <laughs> <laughs> right you can to pull the up your iPads once we hit thirty thousand feet. Thank you. <laughs> yep. Here you go. Here's a here's a book. Enjoy it. Yeah, here's a book, and you're sitting like this next to two other people sandwiched in. <laughs> yes. That's how it was flying to Tahiti, man. Oh, oh. What was what was the honeymoon like then? Did you did you guys have fun? Oh, we had a great time. It was beautiful. We went to we flew into Tahiti, and then we jumped on a boat immediately. Or no, no, it wasn't a boat. There, it was. Uh, we jumped on um, like a twenty passenger airplane. Yep. With a single pilot, and he was flying with one hand, and the other hand was just sitting there on the armrest. <laughs> and he took chilling. off. It was I. It was an island hopper. And he was just, chill, he was just chilling with one, one hand. And I was looking at him like, damn, this is crazy. Oh, so we just fly right over into Morea. We hung out in Morea. And one of my, one of my, one of my dreams was to like swim with a dolphin. Yeah. So they had dolphin, they had a dolphin thing there. It was, I don't know, it was like a hundred bucks or something, which was, I mean, it's expensive, but it was well worth it. So we swam with the dolphins and that was kind of sketchy because they submerge pretty deep. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. so you had, like, they didn't prepare you to hold your breath for that long. So it's one of those survival modes. You just like, whoa, when you're looking up, like how much longer do I have before this damn dolphin swims to the surface? <laughs> you can get some air. So I hold on to this thing. And when it flaps, it's like you try, you hold on to it sideways. But when it starts flapping, it does flap your legs and stuff. Yeah. And you 
you kind of try to kick to go along with it. Cause <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm six, three, six, two and a half, six, three. And I weigh probably two twenty five, So I'm not like the smallest person, you know what I mean? So for this dolphin to drag a guy like me, he, he's struggling a little bit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, so yeah, I'm kind of helping him along. And then, so we get, we, I'm holding my breath, man. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I barely have any more left of me. We finally get to the surface. And I was like, okay, that's cool. I had a great time. <laughs> I could check that off the list. I don't have to do it again. <laughs> that, that's a great thing with like bucket lists is when you do it, it's obviously scary at the time. And you're thinking, Oh crap, how much longer, how much longer, how much longer. But afterwards it's always like, Oh, that was brilliant. I, 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 it, I, I it, love swimming with dolphins. It, it probably, you know, when you jump into the end of a pool, like if it's a six foot pool, it's not a big deal. Yeah. It's like, okay, you can touch the ground, whatever you get into an eight foot pool. You can kind of feel, feel your ears pop a little, like you can feel the pressure. Mm-hmm. And then you get into one of those deep diving pools. I don't know if you jumped into a diving pool, but you get down like 10 feet and your the pressure of your ears just like, Whoa. Yeah. So this thing had to have gone down probably 12 to 15 feet underwater. And then it swims along and then it comes up and it, I, I, with my weight and my height and stuff, it doesn't get to the top of the surface as fast as you, you think it would. Yeah. So you're just kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I felt like I wanted to jump off and like swim myself. <laughs> I felt bad for oh. the poor dolphin. So we did, we did that. We did, uh, then we went over to the island of um, Bora Bora. Yeah. So if, if you get a chance, it's super cool. It's, it's really just, it's so quiet over there. Yeah, you get there and you think, oh man, there's going to be people like Hawaii or maybe a little like outdoor live music venue or something here and there, and it's it's not. It's super secluded, super quiet. So it's it's very peaceful. But if you're looking to go over there and kind of find a little like inter- entertainment, it's there might be one spot on the whole island. It's 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 very tough. Yeah. Uh, to find anything that has a lot of energy and that's not the, that's not the spot you're going to want to go to by any means. That's always the great thing, especially regards like honeymoons. Cause I used to work part-time as a travel agent and being able to book people's honeymoons was like the best experience. Cause you'd be able to like plan exactly where they can go and, you know, different things they can see. I mean, especially if you're booking like Italy and you're doing like the wine tours, doing the wine tours, if you go into Spain and you're going to do all the proper bullring stuff, it's, it's it's an amazing thing, and it sounds like you had an amazing time. It was it was great. It was beautiful. So if you ever get a chance, go, Dom. It's cool. But take take somebody that you, you can enjoy being with, and and just know it's going to be the two of you guys for however long you guys are going to be there. Um, and uh, bring bring a log of books and swimming suits. <laughs> I bring a lot of books. There's tons of swimming. <laughs> Got to bring a lot of books just for the flight. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so going on. To and I'm this. one of those type of personalities. I always have to be doing something. That's what I'm trying to say. That's it. I always. <laughs> well, that's it. Whenever I go to like Spain on holiday, I've got. I don't. I'm not the one to sit by a pool. I'm. I'm the one to just go and explore. You know, go and do something. Go. You know, what can I do today? Or what? What's you look at leafly? Okay, I can do that. I can do that. I can do that that's that's exactly how I am so my wife's a beach person and she loves sitting on the beach reading just at quiet time yeah. I'm the complete opposite polar opposite so when it came to our anniversary she's like what do you want to do and I was like I don't know what do you want to do and she says I want to go to a beach I want to go somewhere like tropical or whatever and I was like I don't I don't really want to do that let's do I mean I respect what you want to do but let's go to, to like 
let's go pick a couple big cities that we've never been to. Like, and I've not been to a lot of big cities at all. Yeah. So we picked, we picked Nashville, we picked Boston and we picked New York. So I'm like, let's go to these places. Let's go to Nashville and check out the Grand Ole Opry. Let's go check out the Ryman theater. Let's go check out Broadway. Let's go get, check out the whole history of Nashville. And then let's go to Boston and look at the history of Boston. Yeah. Let's go to uh, little Italy. Let's go eat at some cool Italian restaurants. Let's go look at some street performers. They have the baddest street performers in Boston. Amazing. Yeah. It's, so we did that. And then we went to New York. We saw street performers there. We went to cool restaurants. Um, we just, we, we did a, a, a little bit of everything. And then we went to like one of the plays at, at Broadway down there too. Uh, and a comedy show. We went to the comedy <laughs> show at the, the comedy cellar, which was sweet. It was so cool. So I was like, let's go do something where we can get entertained. <laughs> yeah. That's what it's about. It's about having fun, about finding something to make you laugh and enjoy the time together. Exactly. So we had, we had, we had a great time and we'll probably do another trip like that. Um, in the foreseeable future. So your song visiting Nashville, is it basically based on your experiences going you two? It was our experience when we went on that trip of last September of 2019 to Nashville. When we were done, we're like, Oh man, this is, we, I got to write a song about this. This place is so much fun. Yeah. And so I kind of just, took my experiences into a nutshell and wrote it from my own perspective of being from an outsider visiting Nashville. Yeah. And through the, through the track together and, um, and I'll send you the teaser. I'll shoot you the teaser when we're done. So you can kind of hear it, get the vibe. Oh, I can't wait to hear it. I I, I can, (laughs) I can kind of picture, you know, especially listening to like how Hollywood sign was. And then obviously the way you're describing, you know, everything else. I'm looking, I'm yeah, really visiting Nashville is going to be up tempo. You can hear it in like a club, like a line dancing club, country mm-hmm. club, uh, at a tailgate party, something like that. So it's yeah. definitely more, more the, the that type of vibe. I mean, you talk about tailgate parties. How many do you get to? Uh, well, normally that's one of our one of our go tos. Is me and my buddies will, I mean, we'll we'll go to shows and we'll we'll tailgate. We'll tailgate at football games. If we go to football games, we'll tailgate yeah. at country shows. We'll tailgate wherever we can tailgate. <laughs> sometimes, <clears throat> sometimes we'll just go to like our property or a friend's property and we'll tailgate up there and throw out the little hibachi barbecue <laughs> and um, pick up some hot links and stuff and just uh, drink some beers or whatever and, and uh, hang out, listen to some good music and it could be raining or whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll make room for it. It's just nice to be out. The reason why, so. the reason why I say that is because the cap you're wearing Oh yeah, the uh, 49ers cap. No, this is the okay. So this is the San Francisco Giants cap. Oh, is it I, Giants? I, collect, I collect the Giants caps. Ah, yeah, okay. This is one of the player caps. I have the all black and the all white one. Oh, it's their yeah. Pr- it's such a smart. Player. Yeah. Then I've got my '69 uh, Chevelle sweatshirt on. <laughs> good old, <laughs> good old product placement. Well, no, not really product placement. I I, uh, I got this for Christmas a few years ago. It's my. It's, I don't think I don't know who makes this. Don't really care, but it's a cool, cool it sweatshirt. Looks- Probably a hundred different people that make a sweatshirt like this. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's smart. It's very smart. It reminds me of Bobby Bones. The um, oh, does he does he wear shirt sweatshirts like this? He, 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 his favorite color is red. So Bobby Bones is probably the biggest country music radio DJ in. Oh, I, I'm, I've heard I've heard of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard of him. So yeah. he hosts a show called The Bobby Bones Show. It's all, it's one of the biggest syndicated shows in America. 
particularly for uh, country music. And his favourite colour is red. And it just oh. it screams Bobby Bones. It's brilliant. That's one of my favourite colours is red too. You see, mine's, um, I don't know if you can tell, but mine's kind of like blue. Love it. The whole wall's blue. Love it. <laughs> the yeah. entire, my, yeah. For those that have seen my like live streams on Instagram and on Facebook, you'll have known my uh, favourite colour is blue because of all my entirety of my room is blue. Yeah. I love the posters though. Jim Beam, you got Jack Daniels. Uh, yeah, I've got... Is that a concert poster? Yeah, Johnny Cash. Johnny That's a Cash. concert poster. That's a Route 66 Travel America poster. Uh, Johnny Cash, Jack Daniels. Um, on the air, House of the Blues. Because I like blues it. music as well. Um, live music every Friday. I tried doing it every Friday, but that didn't work. <laughs> and yeah, Jim Beam. And then obviously some of the microphones I use. It's cool. It's got a great vibe, yeah. It's got the Rode microphone, yeah. It's got a great vibe. Well, um, I want, because I was doing a lot of live streams, I wanted something... This was just used to be playing behind me, and I just wanted something to fill it out, so I just went shopping. I thought, you know what? What do I enjoy? And then we've got and I, haven't, I haven't done a lot of podcasts. I've done a few, and I mean, your, your vibe, the vibe of, of the background and stuff is cool. I love it, and it just sets a tone. You see, And I, the studio, yeah. I love what's behind you as well, because it's like a gold-embossed map of the world. Correct. We're going to travel here. We're going to go across here to perform. Yeah. We're going to introduce country music everywhere in the world. We're going to do what we can. That's what it's <laughs> about, though. It's about spreading the love and spreading the music. That's what it's about. And that's one thing I've learned is, and I, I just love country music so much. And people, you hear, I have some friends who are like, I don't like country music, right? Or whatever. Or just people you know in general. I, I don't understand country music. And it's like, you don't understand life. Country music, <laughs> I mean, I mean, in other countries, they have their own country music. Yeah. We have country music here. It's about storytelling about <laughs> life and just things you do in general. Yeah. That's what it's about. So so just open up a little bit. Don't be so much so close-minded. I mean, there's different genres of country music. I mean, I, I know some people just don't like the typical t- traditional country music or they don't like the stuff that I'm doing because it's too too far out, out in left field. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. traditional. So it's like be a little bit open-minded because everyone's contributing in their own way and it pulls a different demographic in in that own way so just let it kind of do its thing right maybe exactly no exactly i mean here in the uk because it's growing it's only recently started growing as big as it has but people would always say oh i don't like country music because all it is is westerns and you know gunslingers it's not just that i mean do you like lady antebellum you know need you now you know lady a love yeah Yeah. i love that song well that's country music do you like this Correct. by Kane Brown yeah. and Marshmallow? It's it's very lovely. I love how they're crossing those those two demographics. They're taking the dance EDM type of music and they're crossing it over with with country music and with Kane's background. It works great. I mean, I mean, it just he nailed it. He's got such a beautiful voice, man. Just exactly. And that, that's that's what I end up doing, you know, with a lot of music and saying, well, do you like this one? Do you like this one? Do you like... And it's always, always, yes, I like that one. I like that one. I like that one. So, well, you're already on the road to country music. That's that's there in the top charts for country music. So what is the, what's the point in just trying to be negative and embrace it? Exactly. And then you'll hear a, D, a, a DJ a, a, a Diplo and he'll be at Stagecoach, right? And you'll see... Uh, Stagecoach is a country concert here in Southern California, and yeah. there's a hundred thousand plus people. It's massive, and you'll 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 see 
a lot of people that are there to see him and do his DJ set and stuff. And he's pulling in a younger demographic. I'm like, he's pulling in a much younger demographic. People are dancing, <laughs> they're having a good old time. These people aren't even old enough to drink. Yeah. And I'm all, that's what it's about. You guys are nailing it. Bring in, you guys want to hit all demographics, every demographic you possibly can. So embrace it uh, as much as you can. And, and if somebody's doing something a little bit different with country music, but they're keeping it rolling, um, uh, appreciate it. You know what I mean? It's an art. They're doing something a little bit different. Yeah, exactly. So that's I, Little Nas X. Honestly, my kids love Little Nas. I love Little Nas X. Exactly. I mean, that song that Billy Ray Cyrus jumped on, that song's probably playing everywhere in the world. Well, can you remember, on, I don't know if you saw it on Facebook, but when he went into that school and he went on stage and it's full of like, it must be kindergartners, but like four, five-year-olds just proper screaming out every single word to you know, word. Old Town Road. It was crazy. Exactly. When you're when your three year old is dancing to it and he can't or two year old, he can't even talk. You're like, that's doing something. It is doing something. Exactly. The, emotionally, the sounds, the music, and 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 they have been people are like these kids that are listening to it are like, Oh, I love country music. Now, whether yeah. some people see it as being country or not, or like in the middle hybrid or whatever, it's still cool because now those kids are like probably willing to sit down with their dad and listen to Florida George line and then start digging deeper and getting into dark Garth Brooks and digging deeper and getting in Hank Williams and all that stuff. So I don't know. I always see, I try to look at a positive in everything. End of the day, you know, for those, obviously those of us that love country music, will love everything. You know, we'll, we'll listen to whether it's dirt road or whether it's, you know, red dirt or whether it's straight from Nashville or whether it's from like Seattle or whether it's from California, you know, there's just such diverse route. But for those that are going into it, you know, from like pop backgrounds, whether they're going from it from rap or, you know, R&B, there's got to be some point where they've got to go, okay, then so I like this, let's try this. Oh, I don't like that, but let's try that. You know, there's always got to be some form of root and people grow, people's tastes grow. Yeah. When I was younger, I was, I was, uh, I was 18 years old and I, I was doing production for friends of mine. And I came across um, the studio that was owned by an Indian family um, from India. And um, they didn't speak English very well, but they were very talented. And so they brought me in and they're like, hey, Dave, we like what you're doing. Can you somehow tie in with what we're doing with an American tradition, like tie in some of the beats that are American, American style with our tabla and dolls? They have a tabla that they play and then yeah. a dole they hit a, a stick and they would sit in the studio and I would, I would engineer the session and stuff. And they would have a couple guys and a gal uh, playing these instruments sitting on carpet. And, and then I would record that. I put it together and then I would take, I would take that product and I would go home with it on my computer. Yeah. My software. And I'd start making beats for the background of these songs. And then I would start taking their, their vocals and, and mixing it and doing stuff like that. But that's another example, taking a genre I would have never even been familiar with and, and try and trying to make it more of a, an American demographic and opening up that, that to kind of our society or whatever. But that, that, that was a fun project. I worked with them for a few years on working with that stuff and they would take those songs to, to their weddings. Yeah. And uh, they would have these big weddings with these big dance floors and, I'd put these big 808s and these subs and these snares just hitting and then their tablet and doles are faster. Yeah. And then they, yeah, they'd be playing their little instruments and stuff and their shakers. 
That sounds amazing. Is that, it was, was that so recorded? cool. Oh, oh yeah, we recorded. Oh yeah, I've still got it on computers. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. S- you have to send me that. That that sounds. That sounds right up my alley. Yeah, totally. But stuff like that's fun, right? Exactly. And when I was younger, yeah, when I was younger, I'm like, oh, what is this? I was kind of, I scratched my head, right? Because when I was younger, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm not, I don't know anything about this music, and am I, am I? how am I going to add to it? I don't get it. And it was hard to communicate with them. Right. But the way that we communicated was a sound, like they'd play something and then I would add something to it and I'd bring it back over and they're like, Oh yeah. Yeah. And then they get excited about it. And it was, it was, it was such an amazing experience because music tied us together. Yeah. That, that's what it's about. <clears throat> it's about creating those bonds. You know, you don't have to speak the same language. You don't have to, speaking the same dialects you could be from two different parts of the world you could be from the uk and you could be from california and that common thing that joins you is music and that's what's happening here absolutely it's it's a language that is universal exactly but with a different sound and dialect and whatever else it's pretty cool what was it like then at school growing up in high school and then going into music for you well so high school, when I got my car, I kind of shut everything else off. I was like, you know what? It's just school and, and, and really the car. I love the car. So my sophomore, junior year, I, I, with some buddies of mine, because they, they got their cars. I got my cars. We joined this uh, regional occupation program. And it's, it was an auto body class and mechanics class. Yeah. So I would go to school early. I'd knock out a couple classes. to auto body class for the day and I'd be working with my buddies yeah and, and we'd meet we'd meet people from all over because it was a regional occupational program so we'd meet from like Russia I mean India whoever and we'd all have these classes together and what brought us together there was was vehicles yeah. so I I would I dabble a lot with just the vehicles there and then in the evenings or whatever I'd come home and I'd start working with on music with friends and we'd, we'd kind of hammer out songs and have fun with it but back then more of like it, it was putting together music with software. Yeah. Please tell there's me. There's a lot. Please tell me. Yeah, you still got you've still got samples. Oh, oh, tons of samples. I have I have hard drives and hard drives. I have t- I have the old MPC 60 drum machine. Yeah. The Roger Lynn. It's the Roger Lynn. That's my favorite go-to. Yeah. Like, I know exactly what you want. Yes, I have the Roger Lynn and then I have two uh, MPC 5000s. Uh, those are sitting at the studio. They're all sitting at the studio. Um, so I, I, I usually start off, I'd make it a beat that way. And then, and then I'd, I'd form a song and then have some live drums come in and play over it or whatever. But then it gravitated towards software programs and then using like cool edit pros and just all sorts of whatever we can find. Right. Cause yeah. there'd be a new program. You're funny. Your buddy would find it or <laughs> your buddy would hack it or whatever he do. He's like, I got yeah. this new program. <laughs> oh, and it's, it's, nice it's, add on. it's a 2005 $500 program, whatever it is. You're like, Whoa, dude, this is the coolest program. <laughs> How much was that? I got it for free. Ooh, okay. Exactly. Here, here's, here's the code. <laughs> You're like, oh. Yeah. I'd, lo- I'd love to be able- Have you ever thought of incorporating some of your like earlier sounds into new music? As like a throwback. No, some of the tracks are, um, some of the tracks are, with the 808 sounds and stuff like that. Ooh. And th- th- actually my first six, nine has some, 
some of the some of those sounds in it, like subtly, subtly. Yeah, I mean, it's always a, it's always that. I mean, particularly when I talk to people who write songs, I always say, you know, do you have you know some of these notes that you used to write as a kid, or you know these first songs that you thought were rubbish that you've thrown away, but just kept like one or two back? Have, have you ever done that? Uh, oh, I I have all the songs that we've written. I have them saved on uh, hard drives. So yeah, yeah we definitely catch. Yeah, I go back and listen to it. I'm like, oh, that track was kind of cool. And you know what? There's there's a track that I wrote for the Sacramento Kings a long time ago, mm-hmm. it, a basketball team. Yeah. It was, it was um, more of like, what's funny is um, my wife, what we would do is I made this Sacramento Kings song and her and I would go out to the parking lot of the Kings game and tailgate. Like it would just be her and I, well, we would hang out and like listen to music and stuff like that. We sold this CD for whatever we could sell it for. I'd print them <laughs> off at home on a CD burner, put one of those, I'd put the logo on it, stick it on the CD. And then her and I, before we were married, would walk around and sell them to all the fans. Yeah. And we, we would earn enough money and we bought tickets to go to the game that night. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. But yeah. So we've done a lot of crazy stuff like that. So we made a Sacramento King song, which I still have. And I started listening to it. And my, my kid, my son, Weston, he listened to it and he, he's like, dad, we should make a Fortnite song. (laughs) So we ended up throwing together um, a Fortnite song to that beat. So we're toying, we're actually toying around with that right now so that he can release it on his little YouTube channel and um, have some fun with his friends. Do you want to say his YouTube channel so he can get a few more subscribers or? Shoot, I don't know. I don't know what it is, to be honest Or you can with keep you. that secret, obviously, as a, uh, as a parent. <laughs> Just you go to my YouTube channel. <laughs> that is certainly something that people need to do. I mean, especially to check out Hollywood Sign, you know, your new video. Going on to the actual video itself, what was it like filming that? You know, that was it was a fun experience. It was a buddy of mine, Sean, who's the director and the camera guy. Yeah. So it was me, him and my buddy, Brian, Brian was the guy behind the scenes, making sure everything was uh, orchestrated. And then we had Eric and Gabby and we filmed this, keep in mind during quarantine. So we'd be very cautious and safe. So there was just a small group of us. It was just us, us five. Yeah. I can tell you, we had such a great time filming it. We ran around the city of Hollywood at 11 o'clock to two in the morning and it felt like it was a movie set. Nobody was out during quarantine. It was dead. So that that was the fun part. The worst part of filming the video was I, okay, so we rented that Bronco in the video. It's a beautiful, I believe it's a 1972 silver Bronco with yeah. no top on it and no doors. So the guy rented it from, the nicest guy in the world, he, he has two surfboards he usually keeps on top of the Bronco. <laughs> And he says, do you want to keep the surfboards on top of the Bronco? And I says, no, because I mean, the vibe of the video is not surfing. So I want to take him off. He's like, are you sure? And I says, I said, no, how, how, why is it such a big deal? And, and he was like, well, you'll find out (laughs) (laughs) there's no top on it. And it's, it's super, it's gets warm out and you can get sunburned. And I'm like, ah, whatever. We won't be on the vehicle that long. Yeah. So then we drove around the first night. As soon as I got that vehicle, we headed down to Santa Monica and started shooting the beach shots. Yeah. We got the beach shots and the night shots taken care of uh, that day that we got down there. The next day, it's like, okay, let's go do the desert shot. 
right? <laughs> After driving around in this Bronco because it has four gears, low gears, it you, you put it in fourth gear and you're flooring it to go 55 miles an hour, right? Yeah, I know. Okay, so it was me, Gabby, and Eric driving around in this Bronco that the day prior. The next day, they're like, okay, well, you know what? I don't want to mess up my hair because there's no top on it. We're going to jump in the van with Brian and Sean. So I, I'm, I'm driving this Bronco from where we're at in Santa Monica down to the desert, which is about an hour and 45 minutes. Wow. Up and down hills. With the sun. <laughs> with the sun. <laughs> so I get halfway to the desert and I'm like, oh my God, I'm creeping up this, this summit of this hill. And I'm going as fast as I can. The 55 mile per hour starts dropping 52, 51, 49. <laughs> and then the temperature gauge starts going up and I'm hot and I'm starting to panic. And I get on the phone. I'm like, Sean, you guys, this thing's starting to overheat. So I pull over, let it cool down, whatever. We get to the desert and I'm like, geez, now I'm going to have to jump in this thing and drive all the way back. And I jump in there, drive all, I'm driving back and I get hit in traffic in LA. Oh no. And this thing's, the, keep in mind, this clutch is so stiff. Yeah, <laughs> my, oh, my leg no. is like, oh god! I get, I'm stuck in traffic for a good hour, pumping this like brake, that. putting in neutral, going into second gear, and the <laughs> sun's beating down on me. So if you can see me in the video, I shot that video that night after being stuck in traffic and driving to and from the desert, which is about a little over about three and a half hours round trip in this vehicle. So I was, I was, my face is kind of red. <laughs> I got. <laughs> And they may have done a little editing with the coloring and stuff too, because I was really sunburnt and I had my hat on. So I had a, a hat line. Yeah. I had a hat line on my forehead. <laughs> that was the next so, thing I was going to mention because I've got the uh, video playing right now. Cool. Right. Oh, yeah. That's Gabby. Okay. Cool. And um, yeah, you can see just a faint little, uh, just a little forehead line. Yeah. So there you go. There's some behind the scenes uh, kind of what, what happened and how it transpired and why you see that little hat line there. But yeah, it's such a. It's such a lovely video. I mean, it's it, it it tells the story. I mean, this scene right here is one of my favorites. Where they're in front of the, I'm not what which building's that? The um, that's like it's, it's a light. It's it's a, um it's an art. Uh, it's an an artist had come up with that um concept based on streetlights. It's yeah. all streetlights, and I forgot what they call it. You can Google it. But um, it's a be- it's a beautiful place, and that was that was shot at like one thirty in the morning. There's a security guard off to the right hand side. There was actually two other couples running around on those lights taking pictures, and we had to we had to wait to get our shot. And I think in a couple of the shots, you might be able to see like the the other couples kind of walking around back there. But it, it's a it's a cool spot. It's right across from some larger office buildings too. It's kind of like in the middle of the city. So if you're ever there in Hollywood, definitely check that spot out. Get some pictures and stuff. It's one place. It's a little, it's a romantic place. It's a romantic spot. It's certainly a place I'd love to visit. I mean, and that actor and actress, um, they had just met too. So really, I mean, they hit it off. They hit it off. So, so Eric was like, okay, so we started filming. As soon as we got the Bronco, we head down to the beach. We started filming and he, he went in for a kiss within five minutes. Seriously. And I was like, yeah, seriously. He went in for a kiss in five minutes and, and so we pulled, we, when he was done shooting that scene, we're like, you got some balls, dude. How did you do that? You just met her. He's a, well, I whispered in her ear and I said, what are the boundaries? And she said, no boundaries. I want to make sure that we nail the shots and I want it to feel as if we've been dating for over a year. Yeah. And I said, 
you know what? Cool. Whatever, whatever <laughs> the two of you guys have arranged, very cool. That's so, some, uh, that's some pickup line. <laughs> what are the boundaries? <laughs> Just go to that might club. be a new song, man. I might be writing a new song called What Are the Boundaries? <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, if, if you didn't say that then, I, I was I was under the assumption that they've been going out for years, not just met a couple of minutes. They're pros. They're, they're pros. Those two are totally pros. They, they, that's, they, they hit it off and the two of them know, know what they do. I mean, that's what they do. Yeah. How, so hats off to them. Where do you go for actors then? You know, was that part of, you know, actually doing the filming or was it, did you have to go search from yourself, choose the right actors and actresses? No, Sean. Okay. So Sean's friends with Eric, yep. he shot some stuff with Eric before. So they're buddies and he, Eric's they're great guys. We all went to dinner afterwards and just had so much fun. It was just whatever, just shooting shit. And then Gabby is, we have the, uh, my first site, my first six, nine video. And we used um, a gal named Tabitha with a talent agency here in Sacramento. And she, we used some of her actors and actresses on the, my first six, nine video. And so we asked her if she had anybody in LA that could shoot this. And she put us in touch with Gabby. Yeah. So that's how we, uh, that's how we landed Gabby. That's awesome. Where, where do you go yeah. for a meal then? You lot. We went to, oh yeah, we went to a place. Oh man. What was it called? If, if you have your phone up, you can Google it. It's in Santa Monica and it, I think it's called blue oyster. See if blue, blue oyster pops up. It's something oyster and it's literally right across from the Santa Monica walk where we shot my portion of the video. Is it called blue oyster? It's right there on California. Does that look right? That's that's Blue Oyster in Santa Monica. You know, that does look, yeah, that looks, is that on California? What street is that on? Is that on California? Because when we were there, they had a, a Volkswagen bus as the uh, ordering window. It was like the side of a Volkswagen bus. Literally just typed in Blue Oyster and it's come up with Blue Plate Oysterette. Uh, is it on California Avenue? or Downtown Santa Monica, one, uh, 1355 Ocean Avenue, Santa Monica. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. There it's go, right. Nice. If you, <laughs> nice if you go down book. the street. Yeah. If you go, yeah. If you go down the street streets, uh, the street view and then you rotate, we shot my portion of the video right across from there, um, on that Santa Monica walk. And so we sat outside and we just, everything was booked down there and it was during quarantine too. So this place just happened to have a spot available. We all sat outside right along the street, literally almost in the street. All right. Let's, uh, so basically everybody out there at the moment, I'm currently on Street View on Google Maps. And right there is the Blue Oyster Plate. Wait, um, let's see, let's see, let's see. That's actual restaurant. And then across that way, that's the beach. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, that's it. We shot, we shot that. Yeah, we shot my, my shots right across the street. And you'll see the trees in the background of my shots in the video. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's it. That place is amazing. If you get a chance, they have the best macaroni and cheese with uh, there's some sort of meat that they put in it, or maybe it's a seafood. No, it's lobster. It's lobster mac and cheese. Some form of meat. You see, I went to a steakhouse in in San Antonio for my twenty 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 fourth birthday, and I had like this big like big huge steak, and then I had macaroni and cheese with lobster in it. And it was the best mac and cheese I've ever had. There's something about the 
butter or the sauce that they put on the lobster before they put it in the macaroni and cheese. Cause it seemed, I don't know if yours did this, but it seemed like some of that buttery stuff floated on top of the macaroni yeah, and cheese. It was amazing. <laughs> oh, oh. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, we did. We got a plate of oysters too. They had this big plate of oysters and we got that and we had different, different types. And I'm not an oyster type of person. Like I don't, I'm not like, I can't tell you all the different types. I've never had them them a lot but we we went through it we cleared the plate of oysters between the five of us and probably less than <laughs> <laughs> i've never had oysters what what is it what's it like you know it's good question it <laughs> is <laughs> um how can i explain it it's super slimy oh. and super salty so you have to put like this, this, they have different sauces. Sauces. There, some are more spicy, spicier than others. All right, like a horseradish, a horseradish type of sauce. Yeah. But it is. I mean, I don't know. There's not. I don't know how to explain it. It's, just, it's an oyster. <laughs> <laughs> Go out and try one. <laughs> okay, that, that's really you know really really appetizing. You know, slimy and. <laughs> what, have, what does it smell of? Does it have a smell? Or does it just smell salty? It smells like the ocean, just like the ocean. Ah, fair enough. Fair enough. Have you got, okay, here's how it tastes like. If you've gone in the ocean and you've swam around and you've got a, a mouthful mouth of, of ocean water, water <laughs> yeah. it tastes like that with a, like, like a, 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 a okay, a, uh, a gummy worm or a gummy bear, like having a gummy bear in your mouth, but okay. just a smushy gummy bear with the taste of an ocean. Okay. And they're, they're really good though. I, I, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm not doing it service at all. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. That, that's making me want to try it even more. Uh, try try some oysters. Definitely, so. if I ever come to Santa Monica, I'll certainly be trying Blue Plate Oyster at on thirteen fifty five. What is it? Ocean Drive. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So thirteen fifty five Ocean Drive, Ocean Avenue, Ocean Avenue, Ocean Avenue. That's it. That's it. I've 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 never been to California. It's it's somewhere I'd love to go. I've never been on that. You know the west side. I had to do the, the northeast southwest thing, my, you know, the compass in my head then for a second. Oh, my. It's a beautiful place. We what, what I like about it is we, and there might be a lot of other states out there that are similar to that, but we have a large coast full of the Pacific Ocean with many beaches, different styles, rocky beaches, very sandy beaches, in between beaches. I mean, San Diego is a beautiful place. There's a lot of breweries down there. So you can, I mean, you can knock yourself out all day long. You won't even be able to hit every brewery down there in probably a week, but um, there are lots of good restaurants. We have lots of good uh, skiing and snowboarding, lots of outdoor activities. Um, people that like to hunt. I mean, there's places to hunt people that like to fish. There's places to fish. People like to go out with their kids on walks and on hikes and different places where there's real high level type of hiking or just moderate, more family stuff. There's places for it. We have the Rubicon out here. People take their four by fours out and they'll camp yeah. and they'll go through this 25 mile Rubicon trek at like one or two miles per hour and break everything in between on their vehicles and weld it back together to get through it. <laughs> yeah. So it's a cool spot. If you're ever out here, call me, I'll show you around. Oh, I've definitely got to organize it at some point in the next, in the next few years. I mean, if this COVID ever goes away and lets us open up again i know it's a bummer it, it will i'm sure i'm sure it will we'll just give it some time right i've, I've tried avoiding the question but i'm, I'm going to ask it because we're getting towards the end now anyhow what's it been like then for you with the whole p- 
pandemic and obviously trying to promote Hollywood sign and obviously visiting Nashville coming up. Has it really scuppered plans or? Well, here's the thing. I'm new to this, so I don't know what it's like to release something when it's not COVID. (laughs) Fair enough. That is a positive attitude. That's what we need. (laughs) Yes. So, uh, you know what? If it gets better on a release than what I've released uh, on on the time I've released Hollywood side, I'll be stoked. It's like, that's all I know right now is like, shoot music videos during the COVID pandemic, uh, release singles during the COVID pandemic, and work with your marketing team during the COVID pandemic, have podcasts with Dom on the COVID pandemic. So when it opens back up and it's like, hey, you get to do a show to help promote your release. No, we want you to come down here to Lake Havasu or San Diego or Kentucky or Idaho or wherever we're going to go. I'd be like, dude, I'm there. This is kind of weird, but hey, I'm there. Yeah. (laughs) I bet you can't wait to properly go out and showcase yourself. That's what I'm looking forward to the most is getting together with the group of guys and gals that we've worked with to create the music and do, do these live shows and, and, and take what we've created in the studio and get, get out there and put it in front of people and go from there. Whether they like it or don't like it, we're going to make them have a good time. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to tell them you're going to have a good time. Get <laughs> a beer in your hand or a soda or whatever it is you're going to have. Put your kid on your shoulders if you brought your kid with you and let them rock out, man. That's what it's about. It. It's about having fun. Yeah, that's it. They, they cannot not have fun. So talking of shows, you've got two that have been that still need to be announced, but on the 28th of May 2021 and the 27th of June 2021. Now, the 28th of May is in Arizona and the 27th of June is in Texas. That's two so dates on your website. Yeah, there's a buddy of mine that hits a lot of these spots on the West Coast. And so he these are all subject subject to chains, oh, obviously. Yeah, obviously. But well, it may they may even be sooner. So Ooh. as soon as they open this calendar back up, I'm going to jump on the road with him and do some openers for him. Oh, and then we're going to do, yeah, then we're going to do, there's a new country bar opening here in Roseville, California. It's called Goldfields. And we're going to, once they get a national act on that locked up, then we're going to open up for that group, whoever that is. So that should be sooner too, hopefully. But we're, we're definitely going to start locking in some dates as soon as we can. I bet you can't so. wait. I can't wait. It's going to be fun. That's going to be the best part is getting out there and just getting up there on stage and, and with the, with the group and rocking out, man. Final thing I wanted to talk about as well is a big thing, particularly for new artists is when you have a merch store that can sometimes be one of the sole or one of the bigger parts of the income particularly if you've got new music coming out or you're waiting for, obviously because of this COVID pandemic, there's, you can't really showcase yourself as much. So your merch store, your tops, there's the, there's the skeleton hand and then there's the ta- uh, Tortuga. Yeah, we're going to, we're going to put some other, we're probably going to put some visiting Nashville shirts out there. Some my first six, nine shirts. Yeah. So we'll probably change that out in the next week or so. So, um, if you're listening to this, check out the merch in about a week and we should have some new stuff up there and it should be some fun shirts you can kind of wear around that might start some conversations at the bars or at your schools when your teachers are like, why do you have a, my first six, nine t-shirt on? (laughs) (laughs) Tell them it's about this country guy that wrote a song about his first vehicle. That, when I first saw the um, single title, that was the, especially, especially when you said there was innuendos as well, it was like. This is definitely about a car. 
Is this definitely about a car? <laughs> yeah. Actually, tomorrow, I think it's tomorrow on the Country Jamboree. I think it's with the Country Beat magazine. I think that's it. I might I might get it wrong, so just forgive me for it. But we're doing we're releasing a an acoustic version with our band. Um the it's a mashup of four songs we're gonna have. It's gonna start off with Aging Man, which isn't on the website. Um, and it's a it's a fun, happy tune about aging. Yeah. And I wrote it when I was sitting in front of my son in the office. And then, and then the second song is going to be Hollywood Sign. Third song's My First Six Nine. So you'll hear a snippet of that. And then uh, we'll end it with Visiting Nashville. And it's acoustic version, so it sounds different than what the real versions sound like. But it, obviously the melodies and stuff are still fairly consistent. Yeah. Oh, but we have it, During that acoustic, acoustic set, we have the real piano at the studio. We have the bass guitar, which is plugged into an amp. So that's not the, it's not acoustic, but we have uh, the banjo, the fiddle and an acoustic guitar. Yeah. Well, so we try to tie, tie in all of, all of our, uh, all of those elements into our songs to keep it uh, authentic um, as much as we can. End of the day, at least what, four fifths, five, six of that is acoustic. It still counts as an acoustic session. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, we didn't have like, I mean, Zach could play like a stand up bass, but <laughs> he, he doesn't have one <laughs> and he would have loved to i could have given him like a rope and like a thing he would have been like doo, 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 doo. that had an extra bit of sound to it oh. <laughs> yeah one thing you need uh, on like your merch one thing you need on your merch is a flat cap a, a, a proper cap you need to get some caps okay. going i mean if it's anything what like what should i put like a dh cap like what would you recommend help me out either a dh or just uh, 69 okay you know, that, like a that DH kind of, with a 6.9? That, that'd be nice. You know, just a small thing in the corner. Okay. You know what? Let me look into that. That'd be a, that'd be a smart. I'd, I'd certainly buy that. Okay, I, cool. Well, <laughs> I'd send you one. So. I'm, not wearing, I'm not wearing a cap now, but I normally do wear caps. And it's either you, Jack Daniels one or artist ones. And yeah, I'd certainly buy one. Yeah, do you? Well, I'd send you one. You don't have to buy one. Do you, did you, uh, do you wear a snapback with like the mesh? Because nor I wear I wear those too. They're, I, I go I'm a back and forth. Or I'll wear a pro fitted cap. I wear everything, like, <laughs> everything. Yeah, it's usually way. it's usually the pro fitted ones. You know, like what you've got on now. Okay, got um, it. Okay, cool. But yeah, I either whether it's a trucker hat, whether it's a um, you know the mesh back ones, I wear everything. There's okay, cool. As long as it fits nice on my head, that's all that matters. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. How many so, other? Yeah, I've been. How many other caps yeah, have well, you got? Oh, with San Francisco Giants hats. I don't know exactly, but I've got a lot. I mean, um, Dana, will you run up and grab a handful of the San Francisco Giants hats I have? I'll, I'll show them a few. <laughs> Just grab as many Giants hats as you can. Thanks, <laughs> I'll show Dana. You a few. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, babe. <laughs> so she's, she'll run up and grab a few of them. That's awesome, but, but yeah, the, I, it's I, such a smart, particularly that one there. It just looks so clean and crisp. Yeah, it's the player. It's the player version. You could probably Google it. It's, um, I think it's probably, obviously, maybe a year and a half. They came out with about a year and a half ago. Yeah, the black and white player versions of the Giants, and I think all I think all the 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 league came out with player hats, so they were all black or white or their team color. I think. I'm going to quick Google of it now. Uh, San Francisco Giants. Caps. Okay, she just, she, uh, there's some over there too. She just grabbed a few of these. So I have the, uh, can you see this? Yeah, I can see that one. 
white, white and black yes. version. I've got the, the maroon yep. and white. And I collect uh, this one too. This is one of one of a few that I have for the 4th of July. Oh, that's smart. It's the 4th of July. So, so they, every year they come out with a different version. The 4th of July then, hat had the, it's like a red peak and a blue body with a American yeah, flag it has on the, the, the American flag in the uh, logo. That's awesome. I'm... <laughs> yeah, and then I have the all black version of this. Ooh, ooh. And here's the, here's the all-star, the all-star game giants hat. Yep. Oh, all-star. That's so I, smart. It, uh, this, was, this was 2019 version. Then I have the baby blue. I, I don't know. I have a bunch. So she grabbed a few. <laughs> wow. Wow, wow, wow. That, I didn't realize they did so many variants. I mean, I'd spot a soccer team here, and we've got like three versions of a hat. Well, it's marketing. No, it's marketing. So when they have the all-star game, they'll come out with a new all-star cap. They sell it. They make a gazillion dollars, whatever. Yeah. Then they'll, then they'll, then they'll come out with like the player hat during their spring season, right? Yeah. Spring, spring practice. They'll come out with two different versions. They'll have a black version for home team and they'll have like a white, white version for visitor. Then they'll come out with the fourth of July cap marketing again. Brilliant. There then they'll come go. out with like, like whatever other colors they can come out with just so that people buy them to match their outfits, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> That's what it's about then. It's about marketing. So you need to get yourself a massive range of hats that you can, obviously, <laughs> different times of the year. Oh, it's Christmas. Here's a nice little uh, Dave Christmas hat. Yeah, totally. I don't have enough people that would buy them yet, but I'll put, uh, we'll, we'll, get, we'll definitely get a hat going. Yeah. I'll Def- call it the Dom version, the Dom version. The Dom. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, the Dom. Yeah. DH with the six nine. <laughs> Where can we find you on social media? So the website's Dave Herrera Live. So it's Dave H E R R E R A L I V E dot com. If you go there, you can find my social media links on the website. You can find the link to the video. Um, you can find just some general information um, about me and the songs, etc. Um, so you can branch out from there. I don't want to be too confusing with all the social media platforms. The Instagram, that's the hardest one to get people to follow you. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because Hollywood sign is the demographics between 33 and 60 something. And people are like, I don't need to follow this guy. You know what I mean? But Instagram is so difficult, man. But go to Instagram if you can. It's Dave Herrera Live. That's all it is. Go yeah. to Instagram, Dave Herrera Live. Follow me. I'll follow you back. I'll like your photos. <laughs> I'll support you, whatever it takes. Please. Please go to Instagram. You've also got uh, a subscribe link at the bottom of your website. So be sure to type in your email address and subscribe to it. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah. We we appreciate all the support we can get. It's it's not be it's not easy being a musician out there. No, but <laughs> doing anything. See, I was gonna say, particularly during these trying times, but this is all you've known. Yeah, so well imagine this. So just to put it in people's perspectives that are listening out there, being a musician is owning your own business. It's starting your own business. Yeah. So imagine having something, a widget, whatever it might be, and going out there and trying to sell it to people. It's difficult. It's so difficult. You can sit out there in front of the grocery store, sell it to people. You can do this, do that, do this, and then try, try to get out there, branch out further and convince somebody that's on the other side of the world where you are, Dom, to listen to your music and support you. Yeah. They're going to be like, ah, okay, well, why should I do this? There's, there's a, thousand other people that I listen to and I can go click on Spotify and listen to all the top artists in the world. Why do I need to listen to an independent guy or gal? So it's very difficult. Imagine trying to go out there and sell a widget being a song 
to somebody and convince them to follow you, it is difficult. So we appreciate all the support you can possibly give that's what, us, me, any other musician or business person out there in general. So that and that's the whole point of what this show is about is to try and promote the promote the little man. You know, promote the people who don't have the mega millions behind them, you know, through labels and you know, that's what that's what we want to do is try and create a even platform. Yeah, and you know, you're you're doing it. And it's wonderful. And it's so like being an independent artist and not having that label like you'd mentioned behind you. You have to figure these things out for yourself. Like you'd mentioned, put a hat out there. It's like, okay, well, shoot. You know what? That's that is a good idea. Uh, what song do you release? How do you do this? I mean, how do you do that? I mean, it's always something that you're constantly thinking about yeah. how to sell that widget, how to get it out there or just get it in front of people for them to enjoy and listen. It's not even necessarily selling them something, but it's convincing them to listen to your song. And, and, and then once they listen to it, they make their own choice. I like it or I don't, or it's okay. And that's fine. But it's that entirely so. as well. You know, you're doing everything yourself. Social media, you do it yourself. You know, sorting out, you know, what song's going to come out next or the kind of schedule or even writing songs or going to lay down the tracks or, okay, I'm going to do this, this, and this. I know you mentioned earlier, you know, Aristo said to do three singles and then an EP. You know, it's yep. that kind of like planning that a lot of the times you'll be thinking of yourself. You'll be planning yourself. You'll be thinking, okay, shall I do this, this, and this? Or shall I do that, that, and that? Yeah. And that you bring up a good point. I said, Christy, do we do release all the songs at once or do them one at a time? She said, no, 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 no. You don't release them all at once. Just do one at a time. Let's get it out there, build your content up and, and just go from there. And that's, that's what we're doing. Coming up with like the website, (laughs) I mean, websites and what pictures to use for your websites. (laughs) I mean, I'm going to to my closest friends like Sean Lupton. He does, he's the director on the video and he also takes the photos. Yeah. I mean, me and him are constantly talking on the visiting Nashville video. We just on Saturday shot, redid the intro and the outro for that. Cause we had a couple other different ideas mm-hmm. to make it. We're trying to make it more interesting uh, and just trying to add components to it. But that's, a, that's another thing is it's like my friends are like, hey, I, I want to support you doing this and I'm trying to help them support them and have their passion to be creative on being the photographer and the video people. So it kind of works hand in hand. So we're all piggybacking on each other and it's, it's just, having a, having good friends and a good team behind me is everything because honestly, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now with the photos and the marketing and all that stuff. If it wasn't for Sean and the guys at the studio and, and yeah. Christy, her team. That's it. I mean, it's I'm all, thankful to all of you. <laughs> it's a team effort. It's a team effort. You know, even family, you know, those who support us, you know, the fans that follow you from the start to the end, you know, it's, it's everybody. It, it is every single person every single person. And my wife gets the blunt of it, right? She's like, she gets to sex, sit, sit next to me all the time and hear, hear me like complain or uh, come up with ideas or whatever it might be. Right. Like, Oh, why is this work this way or that way? And, and so she, I said, are you for sure supportive of me doing this? Because, um, I mean, it takes, it takes a lot of time and she's like, yeah, do it. You live once, do yeah. it you live once. And I said, all right, you got it. We're going to do it. So See, that's what um, it's about. That, 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 that there is true, true love. And, you know, in, in the kind of like purest sense by being able to say, okay, then you live once, go do it. You know, I'll support you. It, it, that's, all, that's all we want is support, you know, from our better halves to say, okay, yes. then if you fail, I'm here. If you succeed, I'm here. Whatever happens, I'm here. 
Yeah, yeah, it's a success just going out there trying something new, whatever it might be, right? Exactly. So that's that's kind of the way we're looking at it, and um, it gives her it adds a dynamic to our relationship too. T- to be honest with you, we like sh- sh- she'll come up with ideas like, "Oh, let's do this for your Instagram or do this for Facebook." <laughs> you got to put more product. You got to put more things on Instagram and Facebook, and I'm like. I don't like to send stuff out there of just me. It's weird posting a picture of me and hoping people are liking it. I'm like, it's so awkward and weird. I don't have that type of personality. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was was the exact same. I'd rather just roll. Yeah. I'd rather just roll out there on stage and put on a good show and have people enjoy it and then be like, all right, I'm cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was fun. All right. Follow me. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to go out there and be like, okay, here's what I'm doing today. Okay, here's what I'm doing right now. Yeah. <laughs> but she's the one that pushes me to do it. And and she's like, you know what, just do it. It doesn't matter. Just have fun. And I was like, all right, whatever. Like, you got, she keeps saying you got to do it more. And I'm like, nah, I think that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm tired now. Can we watch TV? Yeah, exactly. And I don't want to annoy people. I don't, that's the last thing I want to do, do is annoy people. And she's like, no, people enjoy watching this stuff and learning about people. And you learn about people through social media and this and that. I'm all, really? And then now that, I, that I'm on social media more, uh, um, you do learn a lot about people <laughs> yeah. on social media. <laughs> well, it's, it's exactly like what we were talking about right at the start when we mentioned going to like cafes and people watching. That's what people like to do on the phones. Oh, so what have they been up to? Oh, oh, that looks like a nice meal. Oh, he, he looks like he's enjoying his walk down the beach. People <laughs> totally. enjoy it. It's entertaining. Now, like literally I'll sit there and I'll, I'll watch something or video or whatever it might be on the Instagram. And I'm, I, it felt like I've, I've been to that place with that person. Yeah, exactly. It's a weird, it's a weird feeling. I don't know if you feel the same way, but you no, can I do. see them doing that. And it's almost like, oh, cool. Now I know what it's like to go to Cabo, Mexico <laughs> or whatever. Cabo San Lucas, never been there, but now I kind of get a gist of it. I mean, you have these great margaritas and you sit on the beach and it's a beautiful place. So now I know what to kind of expect. <laughs> exactly. It kind of gives you inspiration as well to places you want to go, you know, places you may never have visited before and think, actually, you know, shall we, shall we try going there for once? Yeah, you, you nailed it. So there's a, a bit of a, a learning thing and an emotional aspect to it that I would have never thought of because I was always wondering why people are so into the social media stuff. And I'm like, I, I get it now. Like, I totally understand it. And now I know why it's taken over the planet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Finally, so, do you want to give us a reminder of when Visiting Nashville will be out? Visiting Nashville will be out January 29th, 2021. You got to check it out. We're going to have some teaser clips coming out. So we'll make sure that we circulate that. And hopefully you enjoy that song. It's completely different than Hollywood Sign. So if if you're if you listen to Hollywood Sign and you're like, hey, it's cool, it's okay, that's I'm not really digging that, then you, you should hopefully this one will give you a different perspective of some of the other stuff we're going to offer. Or if you really like Hollywood Sign, and you, you may not like visiting Nashville, or you, you may just check it out and hopefully um, we can at least get a reaction out of you one way or another. Exactly. I mean, one thing I always say is use you know Apple Music, use Spotify, use Pandora, use whatever you want to stream it. But if you truly love the song buy the song it's usually 79 pence 99 cents something as simple as that you know it could be so cheap but if you genuinely do love it if you genuinely do listen to it over and over and over again buy it just one small purchase yeah and i think some of the platforms i think some of the platforms if you're part of spotify you you get it for free it's part of the streaming platform and i think apple music may be the same way if you are an apple member 
I think it might be free. If not, then it's maybe it's 79 cents or something. What I tried to do is I tried to offer it free on all the platforms, but that wasn't an option. So I apologize, guys and gals. Um, I just wanted to make it available to everybody to enjoy it. All right. So make sure you listen to Hollywood Sign. Make sure you get visiting Nashville. Make sure you got it in your calendars, 29th of January, 2021. And be sure to follow Dave on Instagram and everywhere you can. Go to his website, DaveHerreraLive.com. Thank you for coming on, Dave. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it, Dom. You've been wonderful. It's been an absolute pleasure. doing this again with you. I cannot wait to have you back on the show. What have you got planned for the rest of today? I'm going to go work on designing a hat. (laughs) There we go. That's what we want to hear. Thank you, Dave, for coming on. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And I'll see you all next time. Bye for now. That was the Country Chat Podcast. Join Dom next time for exclusive interviews, reviews, and general chit-chats on all things country music.